Hello, everybody. Oh. Well, it's been it's been quite some time since uh, we've we've talked to any of you. So uh, just to remind you who we are, I am Andrew, also known as at Choi underscore AJ on Twitter. And I'm uh, Carlo. I am also known as the weird guy who thinks Mark Andre Fleury is a cake. Is he a cake? Uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. I think he's a cake. Yeah. But we'll okay. talk about that. So we're back, um, and that's the most important thing: is that hockey is coming back. Fingers oh, crossed. I, I, hold on, before, before we continue, I, I want to let them know who we are, because we are the weekly nightly podcast. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I said, it's been a while since we've done this, guys. Yeah, we don't even know what we're doing anymore. Not that we ever <laughs> actually did. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty good to actually start talking again like this, though. So. I know I was like getting super like sad. I think everybody's been going crazy with like between the political climate and the fact that there's no sports, like just Twitter is not a fun place anymore right now. So I'm, I'm, uh, really, I'm, I'm looking forward to this hockey to make that a little bit better and actually put some smiles on faces again. I mean, I mean, it depends what kind of fun you're looking for. If you want to, if you have fun trolling people that yeah, Twitter. So, Oh, you know, I have fun with that. I, I'm a pro. I guess. <laughs> Yes. So are you, but we're pros in different areas. You are really yeah. good at making people mad about cake. Well, how <laughs> could you get mad at cake, though? Because that's... You uh, found a way. <laughs> I found a way. Um, everything is cake right now. That's what it, I got Everything from is the cake except class. actual society. <laughs> yeah. um, well, who knows? But, but yeah, so um, the, let, let's, let's recap on, on where we're at right now because we, we do have some announcements for you. Um, we're working on some really cool stuff in the background of this. Um, so we have more stuff probably coming to uh, for news for you um, with regards to Weekly Nightly Podcast, et cetera, in the next couple weeks. But for right now, we announced this on Twitter a couple weeks ago that we joined the Hockey Podcast Network, which is at HockeyPodNet. Um, great group of guys uh, and gals just uh, across the entire con North American continent um, that are basically just big hockey fans of their respective teams. So the Hockey Podcast Network is um, kind of a conglomerate that allows us all to each represent one of the 31 teams. So Carlo and I are representing Vegas Golden Knights for this uh, Hockey Podcast Network and uh, really, really excited to be doing this. Um, just in the couple weeks that we've joined this, uh, this whole initiative, uh, we've interacted with a lot of the other podcasters for this Hockey Podcast Network and I've had a lot of fun. I don't know about you, Carlo, but it's been real fun trolling each other on Twitter. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, it's it's. I'm really excited for this because I didn't I didn't think this was gonna happen for us to join something uh, like this. Uh, I thought we were just gonna do this as a hobby and just you know kind of hang out and talk about hockey. But you know, when an opportunity comes knocking, you, I guess you got to take it, right? And don't worry, guys. Like, there we're not sellouts or whatever because we still have full control of creative freedom. And it's not like we're exactly. making like it, it's not like we're getting paid. <laughs> like, yeah, it's we're, like we're doing yeah. this for fun still. So yeah, you know they're they're just gonna help us with distribution and get get us more uh, nori uh, what what's the word nori yeah I can't say notoriety. Yes, that that word <laughs> and a, a little bit more exposure for for the rest of the league because they are they are a little bit more uh, established and they have more reach than us and that's what really kind of. Uh, we see this as an opportunity to kind of help the reach. Also, we're also helping them kind of promote their their network as uh, if you want other perspectives on well, other yeah. teams. And, 
you know. And that's what made the most sense when they were kind of pitching this to us, because, um, and, and we'll, we'll be frank, we actually got reached out to by the guy who runs the Sharks podcast. So the first time I saw the tweet that asked to DM Dylan, I was like, who is this guy from the Sharks and why is he wanted me to DM? I'm like, did I, was, I make him mad? <laughs> but first, well, first impression, I thought he was going to switch over to the sides because, you know, they, they, they won't be able to see hockey until December and <laughs> might as well be Knights fans right now because you get to actually see hockey next month. I, that was my first impression. Well, and, and then, of course, if anybody saw me on Twitter like last night, um, the, the, <laughs> the Sharks podcast <laughs> put out a uh, – a tweet that was asking who uh, who the Sharks fans would most want to see do do well in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs this season, like for former Sharks players, etc. So I responded, Pete DeBoer. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish we still had uh, Ryan Carpenter too, because that would have been my answer if we still had him. So. Oh yeah, that's right. I always forget about that. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is that we're really excited to be a part of this overall network. Um, like Carlos said, it doesn't really change much for our, us or you as a listener, other than um, it gives you a little bit easier access if you're kind of curious or, you know, knowing that Vegas didn't have a team up until a few years ago, a lot of you guys were, and gals were, you know, looking for or moving on from a team that you grew up with. So this allows you to also find that podcast in one place and still follow your hometown team too. And I also bet that there are certain parts of the population in the continental of the United States still don't think Vegas has a team, so because it's that new, or still don't think that we know anything about hockey, at least. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, what did what did you do uh, during during quarantine or during this lockdown, Carla? Oh man, it's it's been tough. I bet, like, I understand it's been tough for a lot of people. I I'm one of the few lucky uh, people that actually is still able to work from home. So I've been doing that, but fortunately, like, you know, you can't really go out anymore. So I've been, I've been locked in my house. Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, movies, reading some books and uh, catching up some video games. Uh, this, during the time I've played uh, the new Final Fantasy VII remake, The Last of Us 2. And right now I'm actually currently playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, you realize I won't shut up about it. So, yeah, that and cake. But is is Ghost of Tsushima also cake? It is not. It is it is very a very beautiful game. (laughs) That's what I. But yeah, I also played uh, Final Fantasy VII remake in The Last of Us Part Two. I haven't tried Ghost of Tsushima yet, but I don't know why. As as we're we're uh, of the Eastern Asian descent, uh, I would expect you to play Ghost of Tsushima. All of those. I don't know. That, that that's the samurai side. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think. Uh, I I don't know that I was ever come. I never came from that lineage. I mean, I mean, it's said on uh, Tashima, which is like, I like Japan? a few miles, kilometers away from Korea. <laughs> so yeah, but that's where they launched all them ships from to come attack us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah, that's that's true. But it's this time, it's actually the Mongolians launching an attack on Tashima from Korea. So. Now all I can think about is South Park for the second time today. Yeah, that's that's how uh, that's how the whole time I'm playing uh, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima is I'm just th- say, thinking of uh, that damn you Mongolians, pretty much. <laughs> and for any new listeners, both Carlo and I are Asian, so this isn't us being like super inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, the game is Asian. Like, what do we be to what would we be to do? It's a it's a great game. It's a it's an amazing game, to be honest with you. 
but this is this is not a nerdy podcast. It's a hockey no, podcast. no. If we wanted to do that, we would uh, we would create another one, and nobody would probably. Yeah, we'll, 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 I'm not gonna talk all my thoughts about the games. So I'll save <laughs> that for a different podcast, maybe. Yeah, go, but, but uh, go play those games if you're a gamer, like and and you heard all that controversy about The Last of Us Part Two. Ignore all of it and play it because yeah, it's a, it's an amazing game. And I, if you don't like it because of the content material, then you're probably not a nice person. It's. I mean, I understand because The Last of Us Part Two is a very sad and heavy game. I understand what people, why people don't want to play those kinds of games, especially in the times we're living in. But it, it's, it, it is a very, I think it's a very, very beautiful game. And anyways, Andrew, what, what did you do the past, what, three months now? Four months? Yeah, so I was lockdown? lucky enough to, uh, you know, I, so I came from the finance world. Um, and last year I sold my house thinking, huh, well, this economy has been too good for too long. I did not by any means predict that there was going to be some kind of scary pandemic happening, but it set me up in a way. No, one did, man. no but I, I rented a house with a pool, which really worked out during this quarantine. Cause you know, at least I could go swimming and stuff and not have to leave the house. So did a lot of that, um, bought a guitar so that I could just do something. Um, so I've been playing a lot of acoustic guitar. I've been playing for 15 years, but didn't own an acoustic for the last five. So nice. been catching up on music, um, watched the office like probably 400 times. Um, I think I just like pretty much restart it when I, when it stops. So yeah, that was basically my whole quarantine and I, life hasn't really changed. I'm also lucky enough to uh, have a job, which somehow has been busier as of after I've been working from home than it was when I was going in the office. So kind of a downside, but also, you know, I'm just very thankful that I'm getting paid. I um, think it's the fact that people are more online right now than everybody's plugged in you're, yeah. you're totally right there like i mean we're we're doing this remotely from zoom it's still like vegas is a complete disaster right now things have gotten worse and worse over time by the way we think it was probably the right decision for the nhl not to have that bubble here yeah uh anyways this is not the uh pandemic like, what did you pandemic podcast <laughs> this is a hockey podcast so i think we should let's do it start. so let's get into it, it yeah um, we spent we spent 10 minutes talking about not hockey well, we, we had to. I mean, it's been uh, – so this is episode 18, and episode 17 was in February. Yeah, um, that's that's, uh, that's a little bit. Yeah, so so we're back, and but where were we? So the last game that that happened for Vegas was March 9th at Edmonton. Yes, um, we won that game. That was a very fun game. That was an overtime win by uh, Shea Theodore. Yeah, uh, who is a uh, beast. I can still picture that goal, too, when, when Marty drops the puck for him, and he just comes out of nowhere with a rush and just – Ah, that was such a good play. Man, that, he's going to be so key in this playoff run right now, man. It, Shea Theodore. Yeah, he, he, like, like uh, our buddy Eric keeps saying, dude is going to win a Norris someday if he keeps that up. By the way, speaking of Eric, I forgot to mention this while we're announcing the, uh, the hockey podcasting. No, no, they're not going away. Uh, we're still – they're going to come back here and there unless they don't want to anymore, but we're allowed to have them back. Yeah. The, we're not, yeah. So if you actually do, did like those guys, Dave and, and Eric. Actually? Um, wow. That, how brutal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, if you actually didn't like them, I'm like, which I think most of you guys don't, because like, who would, right? So I have bad news for you guys, but they might be coming back here and there. So. Yeah, and, and summer as well. So, and we'll have some new guests here and there. Um, we're, we're actually trying to plan with Dylan from the uh, Stick Hungry, Hungry podcast for the Sharks to have something before the start of the next regular season where yeah. we can just sit here and just roast each other for a good hour. 
pretty much. It's it's just gonna be, or or maybe I don't know if it's gonna be a full podcast. Maybe we just record each other like different different like your mama jokes about the sharks and knights and just have that as like a skit on video or something. I don't know. Well, and we're open to suggestions. If you want to hear us do something fun with the sharks guys, um, we're all ears and and we'll we'll. We'll take it there. Like it, it'll be fun. We and and just to just to point out, these guys are great guys. So like, if you see us interacting and giving them hell on Twitter, we're doing it in fun. Um. So yeah. Wait, we are oh, in fun. I thought most I was of the time. To- I mean, I'm totally serious about it. Well, I mean, the Quack Report, the Ducks podcast. The first thing I ever said to them on Twitter was, "Thanks for Shay Theodore." Yeah, I'm. I'm serious about that. I'm not joking about things for the shape. Either. Well, no. I mean, I. I'm very happy about that. I was even trying to get for get job John Gibson out of them too. Yeah, but speaking of Shafey Theodore, yeah, he's really good. That overtime goal, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, and at that point, and then we'll get into what's happening now. At that point, <laughs> after that game, Stone was hurt. Tuck was already out, and so was Patches, and they were all weak. Glass. Week. And don't forget, Glass was also out. Well, Glass is, uh, is still going to be out. We'll talk about I think, that later. I think, Carlson, I think Carlson was also still had this nagging injury. I think yeah, he was playing, Yeah, he, he was still in, but, like, he was definitely not playing yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. There so was, we were a hurt group. We were to our, like, second through fifth line, basically. Yeah. Like, so it was – Gage Quinney was – played a game. Uh, you know, Patrick Brown played a game. Yeah, Kozar was up there. All the guys that yeah. we're going to talk about in this camp were basically um, – Except no. for Reed Duke. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was actually surprised well, to see his name there. but um. Actually, Reed Duke was called up. He just didn't play a game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Exactly. He was yeah. on the bench, right? Yeah, he was, just, he was just called up for some reason. I don't know why. So, so, yeah, after all this happened, you know, we kind of all went into, like, a hockey silence for a while because, A, there was nothing yeah. that anybody knew about, and, B, I think everybody was just so, like, sad from, like, all of yeah. sports stopping at the same time like yeah you, you don't realize till they're gone how much that affects your mental health and and exactly I, you know robin leonard's like conversation with jesse granger and the athletic article that was very well written i will shout out to jesse on that one because robin leonard is 100 percent right and i really appreciate jesse for putting that in the right light with like the the entire overall vegas community because i like there's been times where i actually took a couple days off from work not because i like either didn't feel good or wanted to take days off it was because I felt like if I didn't, my mental health would take a toll. So yeah. I, I, I suggest that if you're still one that's working from home and you've been taking this pandemic really seriously by like really not leaving your house that much, at least take some days off from work and just don't do anything. Go watch Netflix a whole day and just chill. Or play the last of us part two and you'll feel even more sad because that gets yeah sad. yeah you really will but you'll feel good <laughs> that you felt sad <laughs> yeah it's good and it's sad it's anyways so return to place i digress right. well we'll we'll talk about how we ended up uh first in the pacific division yeah well after, yeah so which benefits like in hindsight was huge for us right because now we don't have to play in the round robin. I mean, we're playing in the round robin instead of the elimination match. And that means we can't get eliminated at all from this first play-in round where, you yeah. know, even people like the Penguins have a chance that, you know, somebody like Montreal can knock them out. So it's a really nice feeling to not have to worry about that. And it, it honestly makes me feel even better because of what happened last playoffs. So it's like, okay, well, if – if you want to consider this the quote-unquote first round, even though it's not technically, at least we know that we can't get knocked out at the very start of this competition. Exactly. And and we have a chance to move up uh, to the first seed. Because imagine, imagine uh, I, 
we get the first seed and Chicago upsets uh, Edmonton for some reason, some miracle, Malcolm Subban just goes, uh, <laughs> comes out of nowhere and shuts down Connor McDavid. We'll be, we'll be playing the Blackhawks with Malcolm Subban in net first round of the playoffs, which I, I'm not going to lie, like Patrick Kane, playoff Patrick Kane still scares me, but it's still like a good matchup because we match up really well against Chicago. They only beat us once the whole time in in our history. You know Wait, are, I mean? you, are you predicting that Subban is their starter? Yeah, because Crawford is out. Is he? He's unfit to play. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I didn't I forgot about that piece. Yeah. And 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 the whole time they are a lot of the Chicago media right now are talking as if Subban is their starter. But how salty will we be if Subban plays insanely out of his mind <laughs> against the Golden Knights? Yeah. Listen, man. Listen, I would not be mad. It's just to shut up all those Subban haters. <laughs> you you know that a lot of Vegas media would have an absolute field day with I that. will have a field day with Oh, I, I will I will not let a lot of people live that down. If I will I will probably be sad for like a week and then I will just Oh man, that's why I love sports. Oh, and I would I would full on die if all of a sudden, like at the end of this season, it was Stanley Cup champion Malcolm Malcolm Subban. Yes, that's he he and he wins the Con Smythe too. I mean, <laughs> I no crazier things have happened. Look at what happened last season with Jordan Bennington. Yeah, yeah, but it, but to to be fair, like the chances of that happening is very very low. Yeah, this I mean, is just. Especially so. with Vegas having Flurry and Robin Leonard and yeah and the fact like, that so think about it too like Chicago like imagine if Chicago like now they had to like rely on Malcolm Sulan because Crawford can't play but imagine if they had a guy that like a Vesna candidate from a year before to back up Crawford imagine if they had Leonard imagine yeah, yeah. I mean how hard would that have been it seems like uh, seems like there was a way to make that happen. Yeah, imagine if they had Leonard, like Chicago Blackhawks player Robin Leonard. They they must have never been able to imagine like what their team would have been like with it. Yeah, like someone photoshopped that. Someone photoshopped Robin Leonard in Chicago Blackhawks uniform. I know it's so weird. Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> I'll probably do that like after this podcast. So. Uh, <laughs> um. So returning to play, um, you know, we we'll, we'll talk about the dates of stuff in a little bit here, but um, before first, that, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so the first big piece of news that we heard over this whole break was the name of our new AHL team that's here in Henderson. It is Hendertucky Bitch Pigeons. Yep, what an awesome name. Oh wait, no, I read that wrong. Sorry, that's what I wanted it to be. It's the Henderson Silver Knights, which everybody expected. Um, I, it was expected, but what I did not expect was the logo. Oh, the logo's negative space. I always love killed it. They, that, it's not even. Uh, it's that's not negative space. It's just actually because it's actually the, the horses, outline. The outline is yeah. like H. As a graphic designer, I I I I was just mwah, chef's kiss. That the, logo is. They did such a good job with it. it like. I, I was happy. Uh, I am happy with it. And we'll definitely be checking out some of those games. I'm so excited to be able to, like, drive a few more extra miles compared to T-Mobile and go see our prospects yeah. instead of, like, having to, like, try to go plan to a Chicago. trip to Chicago. Yeah, because yeah. the first few, the first few uh, 
years, like the first two years, I think, they're going to be playing at the Orleans, which is literally like down the street from T-Mobile Arena. Yep. So, um, uh, I believe but, that uh, AJ from Golden Knights Watch lives like down the street from there. So I, that's I, I hope, yeah. hope to see him at a lot of those. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited uh, about it. But here's the, here's the real question for you, man. Which Henderson Silver Knights jersey are you first going to get? I already know what my answer is. So Garrett Sparks. Yes, Garrett Sparks. No, it's it's not Garrett Sparks. No, no. I I, I will I will probably think about Gage Quinney just because of his ties to Las Ooh, Vegas. Ooh, I like that. I like that answer. That is that is a good answer. Elvinez is also always a good one. That that is mine. Mine is Lucas Elvinez because I been an uh, uh, a lucky fan. That's what his teammates call him, lucky. Uh, since I first saw his first three games in the AHL, and yeah, uh, I've been I've been harping on Elvinus this whole year, and I feel like I should get his jersey. I'm so I'm all for it. We'll, we'll definitely all be getting at least one, I'm sure. And yeah, uh, and so uh, one other thing to note though is that Rocky Thompson will not be the coach of the Henderson Silver Knights. Yes, uh, that was just announced. Uh, he he uh, he betrayed us. That bastard. Where'd he go? You San Jose. He take an assistant coaching job at San Jose. And and I the mean, irony is that he took an assistant coach coaching job for the former assistant coach to Pete DeBoer. <laughs> yeah. Which which uh you know what though, but 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 real talk, like good for Rocky. He got a uh, NHL job, which is uh which That's is a dream. Yeah, that he when you're coaching in the AHL, you're you're working towards getting to the NHL, which Rocky Rocky obviously uh, just did. Uh, but my uh, problem with it, though, is that it's with the Sharks. Like, well, I mean, it's perfect for the Sharks though, because Rocky pulls the goalie like ten minutes into the third. If that's true, they don't need a goal. Like, what? They don't have a goalie. So yeah, exactly. It's like the whole game. They don't have a goalie, anyways. And yeah. So I mean, Rocky's really good at handling empty net situations. So I mean, it's a perfect. It's a match made in heaven. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's just talk about, more about the uh, return to play now. So go. Let's transition towards the actual. Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, so so you know the format obviously the Vegas uh, Golden Knights will be part of the bubble in Edmonton, um, and at the same time there's another bubble in Toronto. If you have not heard anything about hockey in the last like month, um, so Eastern Conference is going to be in Toronto, Western Conference is in Edmonton, and um, though I I really wish that you could and somebody put out a tweet for this, but I would pay so much money for like a big brother NHL bubble edition and just to watch what these guys do together inside of it, the freaking bubble. Here's the thing though, it's I it's not gonna be as good just because Edmonton and Calgary is not in the same hotel. Right? Like why did they That's, not put them in the same hotel? I, I well actually when I looked at it, they actually listed it by seeding. They put the top seeds on the first hotel and then and then they just go by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Damn it, Calgary, why yeah. did you fall down in, in the standings right yeah, before the pause? Like you mean Edmonton. Edmonton should have fallen fall a little bit. They put him right next to uh, Calgary, but hey, it, it is what it is. Um but yeah, so they, they are going to be the bubble for the whole time in Edmonton. Uh, the conference final and the Stanley Cup final will be in Edmonton. Uh, so yeah, so I don't know if you haven't been following hockey the past few months. 
what what are you guys doing listening to us listen to a more credible podcast right so yeah, anyway like you know strip hockey is a new new thing now oh yeah strip hockey uh that logo is really nice you're you're, you're uh you're welcome for the logo guys boom yeah so we'll see you on our podcast in uh, a couple episodes then my uh my goal is to have all vegas related sports media logo be designed by me aren't you that like two-thirds of the way there Pretty much. I have, <laughs> so right, I have ours. I have strip hockey and I have uh, Tyler Bischoff's uh, show. But that's it. Correct. Technically correct, yes. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, those are the three logos I designed. I'm just joking. I like, I'm just joking about that. But yeah. Uh, yeah well, it's not that but, far off though. You could get more. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so, so this dates. is. Well, are, do we want to explain the uh, the brackets or? Oh yeah, so let's let's start off with the <laughs> getting ahead of myself. Let's start off with the the play in round slash uh, round robin. Yeah. So, so go ahead. So yeah. the the top four teams on each conference are exempt from the play in piece where they have to qualify, and they play a round robin against each other to determine seating. So that means that Vegas was first in the Pacific, but by points uh, percentage was in the top four. So we don't have to actually – we have no chance of getting knocked out in this play-in round. Um, Vegas is uh, right now currently sitting on third seed, but we can jump to first seed if we, uh, if we do really well in this round robin. So we, basically we have to play the, the Stars, the Blues, and the uh, Avalanche uh, for the round robin. And the tiebreaker is uh, original seeding, so uh, we actually need to – at least beat the blues or win all three to get the top seed. It's going to be very difficult for us because since we're in the third seed, it's going to be really difficult. The stars pretty much need to win out to yeah. get the first seed. And then we're in third seed. So we basically like we can probably get it if we beat the stars. I mean, the blues and the abs uh, and only lose to the stars, but the blues need to like lose two, and the abs also need to lose two. Vegas needs to win all three basically. Yeah, yeah. There are some scenarios basically that uh, we can lose one, but the Blues and the Avs also need to lose more because they are they had a tiebreaker on us. Yeah, if, if if Stars and Vegas both won two and and Blues and Avs both lost two or whatever, then we would still be first. Or whatever. Yeah. Well, let let let. Yeah. Let's. Well, yeah. Let's say uh, Vegas and the Stars are both two and one, and the Blues and the Avs are both one and two. Vegas would be first seed. Yep. So that so either Vegas needs that to happen or to sweep. And yeah, there's and, also over, there's also overtime points. So they could. Yeah. They, it is. It's a. It's a big. I'm not gonna do the math. This is not no, a math weird. podcast. But let's just say it is a very tough road to. Uh, we need to win all the games. Basically, like the yeah, best we'll, chance we'll bring, to do that. We'll bring Eric back for the the math podcast and. Yeah. Uh, and so he maybe, get, maybe he can have Dave, yeah, have Dave as a teacher, so he'll teach us how to do the math. Not unless we pay him. Yes. Well, he's <laughs> overpaid already, so. Well, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, anyways, we'll talk yeah, about so, the dates, what, when this well, actually well, real, happens. Real quick, let's talk about what happens oh, yeah. from that seeding, because oh, yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. the uh, other 16 teams in this whole play-in round are competing for essentially eight spots. So, mm -hmm. um, so those teams plus the eight teams that are guaranteed a spot will make up the 16 teams for a normal playoff run. So then after all this happens, we'll go to the first real round of playoffs. But 
the seating would determine. So say that like, uh, who's, who's a good example, Vancouver and Edmonton, you know, are playing or, or whatever. And Edmonton gets knocked out. I, I know they're playing like Chicago or whatever, but yeah, they're like, playing Chicago. Yeah. So, so Vancouver is playing Calgary. Yeah. So say that Calgary or Vancouver gets knocked out and, um, then, you know, whoever would be the lowest or highest seed out of all those play-in rounds is going to end up like, you know, the lowest one will end up playing the number one seed from this round robin. Yeah, yeah. It goes by, it's got the, the number one seed plays the lowest seed. Number yep. two seed places the second lowest seed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty, it's, you know, your typical tournament. And and this tournament, actually, the whole, the whole throughout the whole tournament, you do a reseeding. There's no brackets. There, there is reseeding on this one. Normally, in the normal uh, NHL uh, bracket, there is no reseeding. Yeah, it's gonna make it, it a little weird. It's, it's not really that. It makes a little bit more sense because the highest seed always plays the lowest seed. You know, yeah. Like for example, like for like in, in a normal uh, in the normal NHL, even like for example, last year, uh, the Blues and the Avs were. Uh, the top two teams in the West, right? If I co- recall correctly, I think so. But they they still ha- no, not the Avs. Um, Nashville, the Blues in Nashville were like two of the top teams in the in the because uh, the Avs was in our bracket in the Pacific bracket. All right, because they got the wild year, card yeah. spot. Uh, but they still had to play each other because they were in the Central Division brackets. Yeah. So yeah, this this time it won't be different. Uh, it, it'll be different. Because whoever ha- is the highest seed will play the lowest seed. It doesn't matter which which division you are, because everybody's in Edmonton anyways. It, they're just gonna reseed it. Yep. So. So important dates. So when's our first uh, exhibition? Or our our own? Uh, everybody only gets one, right? Yeah, everybody only gets one, and they the the way they explained it is they did it by uh, geography, even though it doesn't make sense because everybody's in Edmonton anyways yeah that's why i was like why are we playing yeah but they did it by geography quote-unquote which uh kind of turned made a lot of rivalry games because calgary and edmonton are playing each other uh who who's vancouver playing are they playing uh colorado right vancouver and colorado uh, minnesota's playing colorado oh minnesota who's vancouver playing then i have no idea oh uh, i don't know oh I'll, I'll i'll check that later but uh, but also in the West, you're, you have uh, Toronto and Montreal. These these exhibition games is gonna be intense just because of the, you know, emotional rivalries. I'm and, I'm a little and, salty about the fact that they didn't do Boston Montreal. Yeah, yeah, they did because they did the two Canadian. I think Boston plays New York, right? No, Three. Boston played Columbus because they. Oh, what? this is weird. I don't know. I, then I don't understand. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like the Isles are playing the Rangers. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I and I'm glad that we have our very intense rival. We're playing against the Arizona Coyotes. You know, a desert rivalry. Ooh, I'm just. I mean that that empty arena is pretty much gonna yeah look normal. So. They, well, yeah, Arizona's used to it, so they have the advantage there. Arizona's used to when Vegas plays in Arizona. It's like 75% Vegas fans in that arena. Pretty much, yeah. And, and uh, so that's on July thirtieth. We still don't know the time, though, right? We did. It's. I think it's. Uh, I. I had it up. It's. I think it's at three p.m. Uh, Pacific of it's time. Early. Yeah. Yeah. It's three p.m. Pacific time, and I think the rest is uh, at seven. Uh, this right, well, the exhibition game is at uh, uh, oh, cool. in the afternoon. 
mm-hmm. unless they have that wrong. Because I remember, I remember see, uh, thinking about that. Yeah, well, I'm sure there will be more, you know, publicity around that in the next week or two, anyway. Oh no, it is 7 p.m. Never mind. It is 7 okay. p.m. Uh, the uh, exhibition game is 7 p.m. I'm thinking. Oh, I think the the games start at 3 p.m. Yeah, and we and, are the last game of that day. Right, and so I, yeah, so that's that's what it is, and and that's for the whole like round robin as well as we still don't know exactly what time. It's actually the round robin. That's that's where I got it from. The yeah. round robin against Dallas is at 3:30 p.m. Pacific time. Is that confirmed? Because last night it's yeah, I have it. It's on the. It's on, I, I'm looking at. I'm looking at it right now on the on the Golden Knights website. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, August third is versus the Stars. That's a Monday. Um, yeah. but, and that is a meaningful game for seating. So yeah, and I I like how they uh, Vegas the way Vegas has the uh, opponents scheduled because I feel like to me in my opinion the stars we match up the best against the stars. Yeah. Like Vegas matchups really well against the stars. The Blues are eh, right against against Vegas and the Avs the Avs kicked our butts this season. Well, and weren't the Stars historically the very first team that we beat, ever played a yes. game against? Yeah, the 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 two goal the 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 forty save game by Mark Andre Fleury and the two goal game by James Neal. I remember, I still remember that game. I was watching at a bar with my friends. We had no idea what hockey was, uh, and uh, we were just cheering our asses off. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. They it was good. Exciting team to watch. Yeah, it was amazing because uh, I remember first uh, the, the first uh, the game winning assist was Cody Eakin. Remember <laughs> him? Remember him? He's he's still at T-Mobile waiting for that. Uh, waiting. For the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, waiting for the he was just cruising. That was just waiting, waiting to pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get rid of the puck. Just just standing there. Oh man. Um. Anyways, um, so yeah, so the Blues and the Blues and the Avs games. It's still TBD. Yeah, and it's and that's the following Thursday, August sixth, and then the Avs yeah. Saturday, August eighth. So yeah. mark that stuff down in your calendars if, for some reason, you haven't paid attention. Because, um, yeah. like I said, we can't be eliminated by this round, but they are meaningful games because it determines like who we're going to be playing in the in the actual real first round. But but does it does it really matter as much though? Because that's that's been the debate. There have been debates about this. How seriously are you going to take the round robin? Because it's the playoffs. It doesn't really matter who you play against because anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, and that's the thing is uh, I just don't want to play against the Wild. So, <laughs> yeah, if they're doing really well, then Vegas should tank. <laughs> well, speaking of, we'll, we're probably going to talk about this a little. Well, let's let's talk about this a little bit because there are probably teams who are going to do that because of the situation of the the, uh, the first round pick. We'll yeah. we'll talk about later. Yeah, you know. But yeah. I, I, I genuinely don't think that teams are going to do that. Fans probably think are thinking that. But the players themselves are not going to tank for their opportunity just to get a better, just get a better draft pick. Yeah, no, and like, it, and no players really, going to do that. It's honestly just going to work itself out by how strong the teams really are at hockey at this point. Like, yeah. And, and that also would make sense as to why somebody would make sense to more likely get that pick. <laughs> yeah. Like, people, like there, was, there was the – time when Montreal had this kind of weird scare uh, of an infection that they kind of 
quarantined two teams or something. I forgot what happened, but the fans were saying, oh, oh, they're going to tank for the pick now because that's what, what they want to do. I don't think that's the case. I don't think any team wants to throw away their opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. No, I mean, they made it this far even when some of them probably wouldn't have in a regular season. So yeah. why wouldn't you try to go for it? Yeah, I, I, I can see fans of those certain teams wanting their team to tank to get Lafreniere, but the teams themselves. Yeah, no I, player, no owner, no coach, no general manager is, is sitting there actively saying, I want my team to suck. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and it's only a one in eighth chance if you do lose this round to, yeah. to get that big. Yeah, if it was like a guarantee, then I think they yeah, there are a little bit more people will probably Poor want their team means. to to tank. But even if it's a guarantee, I don't think the teams will want to uh, do that because no, I, I feel it, like it's, it's a really <laughs> it's a very it's a very rare opportunity. I think even like I know some teams like for example the Blackhawks didn't have a good year this season, but. It's been so long since the last season. It's a it's it's a huge reset button for them to start over. And like you don't know, they maybe maybe that whole reset benefits the team that weren't doing very well at the, yeah. at the start of the season. Like you know, they have that that reset that, that kind of kicks them back up. Like their 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 younger players got a little bit more better since the start. Like, yeah. So know. speaking of players, let's let's talk about our players and the fact that you know. Camp started this past week. Um, you know, we started to see what lineups might look like. So let's let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. So, which, by the way, I am so happy the Golden Knights did uh, what they're doing, which is streaming the practices on all the social media. And I watched, I, I watched this morning. Did you? I did. I I've, I've watched all of them. Uh, I've been watching it on Twitch. And I've been beg- I've been on Twitch chat begging for the Golden Knights uh, mod team to give us a uh, a, a emotes of the players because all we have is like that Golden Knights emote and that's it. We don't have it's kind of boring, you know. Kind of want like a, a Schmidt face doing a goofy face as an emote. I just really so you can want, do that on Twitch. I just want everything about this season to be mic'd up. Like I, I would kill for that. I would pay so much money just to like listen to people. But here's the thing: on an empty arena, you could probably actually hear the the players now. Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's true. But I I would really like to hear it like very clear and up close, like they did a couple. Uh, you know, they do in every Stanley Cup playoffs. Though. If if they are gonna do that though, it's gonna be very filtered. They're oh, not gonna yeah. release the full. Well, I know. Time. I mean, I mean. You know, Pete DeBoer has been testing out a line with Carrier, Cousins, and Reeves, and so you know that that would just be bleak. Oh man, I'm so excited. Let's let's talk about okay. Let's talk about the roster real quick because the uh, the 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 teams, the 24 teams, are uh, invited uh, are allowed to have what, 31 players, right, to take to Edmonton. Yeah, and it's like I think they can, yeah, I think, overall staff, like team yeah. plus staff. Yeah, they they can have. No, they're 31 players. Staff is something else. No, that's why I said is it's plus the staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A total of but, something in the 50s. But they can invite as many for training camp, which is phase three. We're phase three right now, which is training camp. And they can invite as many people as they want, which currently, currently right now, Golden Knights are over. They have more people in their training camp that they are allowed to bring in Edmonton right now, currently. Yeah, so so let's talk about or let's name out a couple of the people that are in camp that like aren't on the normal roster usually from this regular season. 
yeah, because we have we have your normal rosters. You have you have your Mark Stones, you have your Carlsons, your Pacioretty's. We, everybody knows them. That's there. Who is your big? What's your biggest surprise in this roster, though? Reed Duke. Reed Duke. Probably for sure, Reed Duke. My my surprise is the not having Piri or Zikov. Yeah, I mean that was very interesting. But we also know that like there's there was like a lot of sentiment about Piri really li- loving Chicago, being in Chicago. So maybe yeah. he, like just opted out because he wants to stay with his his family. And and, and and the fact that our affiliates are not in Chicago anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually so Piri signed the two year, expecting to probably be in Chicago. I would assume. Yeah, they have what we have one more year of Piri's contract. What are we? What are we gonna do with him? Are we gonna trade him? Is he? Are we gonna buy him out? Like, what's the situation here? If Perry doesn't want to be in the Golden Knights organization anymore, yeah. And I mean, I I don't I don't I wouldn't blame like, him. Like, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna like I don't know if this is the actual situation is like I don't know maybe Perry yeah, is has a lingering injury that's why he's not playing maybe it is what we're assuming or maybe he because he didn't he did because when players opt out. They they get announced. People they they, they, they they tell their teams I am opting out. Yeah. There there has not been news that Piri said he's opting out. So this is it could be totally different. Yeah, and know? it could just be that they didn't see the right fit for that position. Um, yes. And and so what? But same same thing with Zikov. I mean, he's also had some drama with all the like you know potential PED thing from last year or whatever. So yeah, I don't the, know. The, the thing about Zikov is a lot of fans are saying like, "Oh, he, we shouldn't have brought him back in uh, because in of the America, whole." PD that's problem. the other question I have for Zikov. Here, here's my thing about Zikov: like, if they brought Zikov back in, I have no problems with it. Them not leaving him out, I also have no problems with it. No, because I look at Zikov as a player. I know he had his PED problems and stuff, but like I moved past that. You know, he he learned. He probably learned his lesson. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Like, but him as a player, I I just couldn't find a fit for him to be honest with you. Yeah, and either way, it's not gonna make a big difference that he's not there. To yeah. Be um, and and another surprise is uh, it's a certain young, the youngest person in camp was a surprise for me. And it was a nice surprise. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. And and he's doing really well, apparently. And that's Peyton Krebs. Yeah. First round pick of the Golden Knights from 2019 draft. Yeah. He, he if you guys remember, he actually wasn't on development camp or training camp last season because he had he was injured. And that's why he he dropped in the in the draft because of his injury. He was supposed injury. to go top ten. Yeah. Like some people some some people actually even had him top five. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, and at certain yeah. points, he would move into the top five, if not any, probably yeah. would have stayed there if that injury didn't happen. And I've been watching camp, like, all, all the streams for the Golden Knights, and boy, does Peyton Krebs look good. And this is in a line, because he's been paired up with Patrick Brown and Reed Duke. And he still looks good. Yeah, he still looks good. Although, he's been, he's been pushed around a lot. Yeah. Well, so, he's also like 19. Yeah, he's 19. He's 170, 180 pounds. He still needs to get some muscle. That's, that's uh, where it, Cody Glass was year one, right? Yeah. Well, Cody Glass is – no, Cody Glass is bigger than Krebs. Uh, Cody Glass is 6'2". Uh, he was like – he, but he was skinny. Cody Glass was skinny. 
uh, year two because so, he was like 6'2", 170. Now Cody Glass is like 6'2", 200 pounds. With a knee made of glass. Yeah. Well, it, it was two different knees. Knees <laughs> made of glass. <laughs> so I, I still, I'm still not calling Cody Glass a bust because we, yeah, he- we saw his flashes. And he, it was his first year in – uh, in the NHL, not everybody's Connor McDavid. Uh, well, apparently Krebs is, but his so Cody Glass's no look passes when the, like when he was playing with the actual like you know NHL team last season. Yeah. This this season, it's weird to say um, that he had like you said flashes of greatness that I'm really hoping get developed into a elite kind of Paul Stastny style player. Yeah, the, Glass is only twenty twenty one years old, guys. Yeah. He's just turned. Talk- Tuck didn't play his first. Uh, didn't when Tuck played for the Golden Knights, he was twenty-two, and he Jack, was Jack Dugan okay. Will will be over twenty-two by a lot by the time he yeah. plays the Golden Knights. Yeah. Also, uh, and, and if you are wondering why Cody Glass is not in this training camp roster, it is because of his injury. He's ha- he had to get surgery, and he has to kind of wait it out a bit. And that was from the AHL version. Yeah, because he came back and he re-injured his knee playing in the AHL. I actually saw that play happen. I was watching the Wolves game and it happened. It was not good. It was not good at all. At first, I I actually, when I saw the hit, I thought it was a head injury because he got hit hard. But then it was actually, he re-injured his knee and uh, it kind of sucks, yeah. Now, so... I just want to get your your uh, your position on this as of right now is who who would you see as being more successful long term Krebs or Glass? That that is that is tough. That is they're very they're these two players are similar but different. Yes, um, Krebs is much is a much better skater than Glass, and, but I think Glass uh, is a better playmaker. Oh, Glass also has a better two-way game than Krebs. And I think they're play like, I, I, I give Glass the edge a little bit in playmaking ability by a small margin. His, Krebs yeah, is also a very, very good playmaker. But I think Krebs is a better, is a better finisher. Yeah. And, and I've, been say, I've been saying this this whole time, Krebs is going to break in the NHL as a winger. And you guys keep saying, no, he has to be a center. Krebs right now is a winger. Watch Glass is, play on the same line. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Krebs, uh, Krebs, Glass, Tuck is the future. Hell yeah. The, I'm down for that. I think that's a really good combination. Tuck is your finisher. Glass is your two-way, uh, two-way center. Krebs is your playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. I, right? I like that. Well, yeah. Let's, let's see how that works. Uh, although I, I am, and we'll go into this a little more, but the, the third line they were in camp practicing with, Oh my god! Yeah, oh yeah. Let's talk a little bit more because Oscar Dansk is in the uh, in camp. Uh, he and just he signed. Yep. Yeah, he signed two year deal. Dansk loved this organization. He his best friend is playing here. He stayed with uh he's staying with uh, William Carlson this whole uh, uh, lockdown. So that's that's pretty fun. And I think this is a sign that Sparks is done. Yeah, it, absolutely. Especially since the other thing we had to note is that Logan Thompson was signed from the Brandon Wheat Kings. Yeah, uh, apparently he had a really good year in the in the ECHL. Nine two nine save. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I'm guessing Logan Thompson will be our starter or Dansk. Depends. It depends if we bring back Leonard or not. Because if we don't bring back Leonard, I can see Dansk as our backup maybe. 
Well, Thompson would definitely be playing in in Henderson. Yep. And yeah. I don't. But I don't know where that puts uh, Ferguson. Is he going to go back? What about uh, Patera? Patera is also. I I think Patera is going to play in the ECHL. At least Ferguson already had that experience, the the ECHL experience. Yeah. You know, uh, Ferguson wasn't that great. So I can also see him go back there and develop more. Ferguson is also only 21 years old. Yeah, yeah, and goalies develop generally slower than the rest. Yeah, much slower. Uh, another signing we had is uh, Jack Dugan. Yep. Which and is, it was an interesting one because he waited until after the deadline in in order to not burn his first year. Yeah, because apparently because the new CBA. Uh, and it had to do with this specific season with the new CBA. Yeah. Because of the fact that COVID prevented them from playing in these playoffs either way. Yeah. So it makes so much sense for uh, Dugan and the team to do that because now you have an extra year of Dugan's contract, your level contract, while Dugan doesn't have to play in the AHL on his contract year. He 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 has he has time to pl- uh, play really well in the a- uh, AHL in his first season. Maybe break the NHL the next season, and then after his contract uh, on his contract year, he he has a chance to kind of really make his money. Yeah. So versus, I think it benefits benefits both teams. Uh, yeah, and, both and sides. you've seen that happen where the contract year is burned in the AHL, and it causes yeah. the player to not make a lot of money, even if they like break into the NHL and are amazing. Because if they sign up two or three more years at like the you know basically the league minimum, that's a lot different than if they were a stud the year before and then were able to sign a few million dollar contract. Yeah, exactly. Because like if you think about it, if if they burnt the one year deal of this season, if they signed because it was when was it Wednesday, right? The deadline. Yeah. If Duke can sign the day and burn his first uh first year uh, on the first year of his ELC, he's going into next year playing the AHL. Okay getting a really hard chance to prove himself to get that next contract salary. And there was also a policy where they couldn't collect a signing bonus if they signed yeah. um, at, before the end of this season, quote unquote, with that deadline. So yeah. the other thing to note is we, uh, you know, looked up his age and, you know, the RFA policy, either way, he'll come out of this in RFA. So they're yeah. really going to come out of an RFA. So that's, like I say, benefits both sides, benefits the team because he is going to still be an RFA, gives you two years of his LC, so that means his salary is going to be low. But I am really just excited about Dugan. He led the NCAA in points, and the type of player he is, he fits the bottom six really well because he, like we talked about Glass and uh, Krebs, high skill players. Dugan is, uh, think I, I see Dugan more like a kind of Marchand-ish, uh, like, Wilson type, where he has an edge to the game. Yeah, he's a shit server who can score. Yeah. You know? He's also, especially this past season, been very, very uh, good at giving up the puck in, in assists. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's a good playmaker. Yeah, he, he has, he's a very good playmaker, but sometimes I almost worry that we have all these playmakers and not enough finishers. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't have a lot of finishers. We have um, – I can't think of one right now. I mean, well, that's the thing is like Tuck. Pacioretty. Patches. Stone is everything. Um, Carlson too. Krebs, Krebs has a good fi- – Krebs has, does have a good finish towards yeah. him. Though. Yeah, I mean the best the best finish and in, in release on this team is probably Pacioretty. Yeah, yeah it's um, not even close. Well, oh, did you see that, that one he scored on 4 today? 
Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, in the power play. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Right in the right on the corner over the shoulder. Oh my God. Speaking but. of which, speaking of Flurry, they they scored like three goals on Flurry today. I think it's time to panic, guys. Well, like, I don't. Oh think my God. Has gotten scored on in a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Leonard has been so good this camp, man. Holy crap! I really want to scream back, Leonard, man. So I was I was listening to his interview and I started laughing because um, I think it was. I, I want to say Jesse or Ken asked him about um, the contract. Like, it was the no, contract. The, oh. the whole thing about the coaching, uh, where he's like, they, they don't really pay attention to me because I just am like a completely different game that I play. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wait, who Leonard? Okay. Yeah, like they were asking Leonard about like you know the goalie coaching and stuff and like oh, what yeah. he's been doing, and he's like, well, you know, they they've been paying more attention to flurry and dance because like my style is so different that like I basically just wait out the the person shooting. <laughs> And I was just yeah, dying because he really does. He he doesn't move at all until somebody makes the wrong move on him. Man, he's so good, man. I he he should have won Vizino last season, in my opinion. I don't know because uh, who wanted Vas- Vasilevsky, right? Yeah, I mean Vasilevsky. He, he, he deserved it too. So did he though? Uh, that's yeah, he the regular did. season, so I guess. Oh, and and, and to be fair, uh, Vasilevsky had a better team in front of him. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but I think I think the biggest worry uh, about Flurry right now that he is cake. So, that's, I'm just I'm just worried that he's cake. Carlos never uh, gonna get off this cake thing with Flurry. Yeah, he, we're just I'm calling it now. Like no, I'm just years. no, it's no, it's the whole thing. The whole thing started because everybody was panicking that uh, he wasn't practicing, and uh, I'm like, guys, why? Why are we panicking? It's like, number one, he practiced for like months before this because on phase two. Number two, we have Leonard. And number three, guys, it's just training camp. He's fine. Like, they didn't say he had COVID. We're fine. And everybody was still panicking. That's why I think there's cake. (laughs) Real quick, game seven Stanley Cup final, Fleury or Leonard? Oh, my God. That's tough. It depends – Who's hot or not? Well, Flurry has the experience, but Leonard has been insane. Yeah. Oh my God. That's I. I don't know if I can answer that right now, man. Because that is, that is that is that is hard. Who are we, who are we playing against? I Boston Bruins. Flurry. Uh, let's see. How about? I don't. I don't even. I don't even know who else I would see up there. The Lightning. Lightning. Flurry. Who would you play if it were? Who would it need to be for Leonard? Uh, I'd say someone like the, the Islanders. Isles, the Islanders, <laughs> yes. Just to be salty. Uh, yeah, like a, a more less skilled team, like a, a more a more gr- gritty team, like the Philly. Would be Philly, I would. Philly, I would. I would play Leonard against Philly. Philly you know that kind of team when they they were coming up though. Yeah. For the pause, they they yeah. were they were doing the same as I think. I think they would have won the 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 uh, the Metro if the if the whole year went on. Yeah, I mean, if they were kept kept going at that clip, they were they were about to make some space and and go into first with space if they kept going at that rate. Yeah. Um. um anyways, uh, during practice, what else what else stood out to you? Uh, practice? let's see. Um, Nick Haig actually looked faster than he has. Yeah. Um. So, like, I've always thought Nick Haig was quick. But not fast. Well, that's because like he's like fourteen feet tall. Yeah, but he he his lateral movement. I thought I thought Hague his like 
he's quick laterally, but his top end speed is not very good. That I, that's why I've always observed for hey, that's why he, he can always cover a lot of ground because he's his width is his huge reach and he, he's quick he's quick on his feet. But his yeah. top end movement wasn't very good. But seeing him in camp, I think he's gone faster. Yeah, so so I, I totally agree. Um, the one thing that stood out the most to me is what Pete DeBoer has been running on the third line right now, which is Cameron yes. Stevenson as left wing, Nick Waugh in the center, and then Alex Tuck on the right. Oh, my. Oh, my. I was – today. Today, I was just at awe. He had so many great shifts. That's the line on the team right now. They, and they, like, that, one, that one Tuck goal on Flurry. Oh. It was just, like, great oh. forechecking and just – it was. It was. I was like, this third. And there was. There was a. Um, and their and their zone entries is just really good. They just like, they can't stop them. No, and I. I mean, Tuck looked like the Tuck I would have expected all season. Except yeah. So Tuck is back with a vengeance because now he's got something to prove because he. You know he's mad about his regular season. Nobody likes to get injured like that. I'd, I'd be mad if well. if I was stuck with Cody Eakin too. Well, yeah. I mean. Like I said, he's still somewhere in T-Mobile waiting to shoot and, that. And it's not even just Tuck, man. Wah and Stevenson is it, it, bringing so much out of Tuck because they, they control the puck really well. They don't lose it very fast. They can find Tuck really easily, and, and they're fast. I think These three players are fast. I think that Stevenson is probably one of my favorite players from this past regular season. Um, it cemented it for me because I was at that Blues game that they came back down from a 3-0. Um, they were down 3-0 in the first. Remember yeah, that one? I remember that, yeah. And then he scored. He won the – he got the winning goal in overtime. Oh, that, was, that was the Blues, yeah. Oh, for some reason I heard Blue Jackets. No, yeah, it was the Blues, oh, yeah. Blues. Um, that that one, like, that cemented. I'm like, I really like Janor Stevenson, and he's done so much for this team. Since and he's going to have – he's going to get – a, a, a good raise this offseason because yeah, I'd at least double his contract at the minimum. Which which we're probably gonna talk about this in the in a different podcast, but we're gonna talk about next year's roster and stuff. We'll bring Eric and Damian. Yeah, sure. yeah, but we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that because uh, we're running out of time. But uh, we'll talk about that in the future. But yeah, the third line. This is probably the best third line. Well, granted, it's this practice. We we're gonna have to see them in actual live. But we games, know all but, these players. We know them yeah, well. But so we far know right now, so far right now, like this experiment has worked. Nick Waugh, good. Very good. Like they're not like – I'm so used to seeing the third line dumping chase. Dude, the Mick GMs are, have, are proving themselves yet again with that yeah. trade for Waugh and the pick and then the Chandler Stevenson trade for and, basically the same fifth-round pick. <laughs> And, le- and let's talk about this fourth line right now, though, because That's watching true. them at practice on paper, they are not the best hockey players. No, but they're going to say. down the opposition. But I, I dub everybody probably know this. This line is the shit disturbing line. Absolutely. If, for for PG purposes, if you don't want to, if you don't want to use a cuss word, you can call them the shift disturbing line. Or right? the disturbers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... Uh, actually, I'm going to go with that. I'm going with the poop disturbers from now on. William Carrier, Nick Cousins, and Ryan Reeves. Those are, those are three players that are such pain in the asses to play against because they're so physical. Nick Cousins is not as physical as Carrier or Reeves, but he's a pest. 
and he's, and he, all he does is just trash talk while he's out there. So yes. Between that yeah. and Reeves laughing at everybody he hits, it's just going to be absolute mayhem, and that's what I what we we hockey fans like, right? So yeah. Like, it's going to be super hilarious for the first time that all three of those dudes end up crunching a person. Yeah, and a lot of people are going to trash talk this this line because they are, like I said, they are not the best hockey. They're not going to score a lot of goals for you. They're, this line is not going to score a lot yeah, of goals. But they're going to wear down the opposition and piss it's, them off to the point where they're going to like, Yeah, it's not just that. It's it's because hockey is also a mental sport. Sports in general, it's, it's yeah. mental. You, there's a lot of thinking happening. And if these guys piss you off and make you, like, get your Evander mind Kane. out of the game, they're doing their jobs. That's what they're there for. Evander Kane so. is an elite hockey player who turns into the absolute worst player in the world every time Ryan Reeves is on the end. Exactly. Like, like he, 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 he draws, uh, like, he commits so much penalties because he loses his cool. And I will say, I respect the crap out of Evander Kane and his views on hockey and, and the things that he posts about, like, you know, having Equality, hockey yeah. for everyone. But I absolutely eat up the fact that Evander Kane just loses it every time Reeves is out there. But but to be fair, if Evander Kane is in your team, oh, you would really absolutely be, like be like this. This part it, that's part of the rivalry thing. Yeah, you know, I would take uh, I would take Tomas Hurdle in a second. Like you know what I can't I can't even hate on Hurdle because. The, the, guy, the guy's pretty cool. All-Star game. Yeah, game, I, game I, like, after 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 he did the whole Justin Bieber thing, thing on the All-Star game, and I'm like, man, no, you, no. You, you're a shark, and I want to hit you so bad. But he, but God he, damn he, it, he, man. He, <laughs> Stop he, making me like you, man. <laughs> the biggest thing with him, and then we can move on, is his chemistry with Pacioretty. Like, I yeah. just flashes of, like, the most elite two players setting each other up, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like I, I kind of, I have, I kind of feel like a lot of like I want to say all the sharks fans, but some shark fans, maybe half or a lot, have the same feelings toward Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. Where, where you like fucking hate you because you're 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 a Golden Knights player, but goddamn, stop wet willing someone during the middle of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so hard to hate Mark Andre Fleury. I don't know. Maybe if I was a Sharks fan, maybe I'd hate Mark. I don't know, but that guy's freaking lovable. I I I can't help it. I would more be jealous because of my goalie situation. Like, cause I remember, cause I remember when we drafted Mark Andre Fleury from the Pittsburgh Penguins, I saw a lot of Caps, uh, Capitals fans saying, like, finally I can root for Mark Andre Fleury or something in into that extent. Nobody like Mark Andre Fleury. He's yeah, like the sweetest human being in all of the end. Yeah, yeah, he's like a cute little puppy, you know. Like you can't no, that's, hate that's a cute tough. little puppy. That's tough. He's a puppy, cute little puppy yeah. running too fast on tile. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, let's uh, let's move on for the sake of time. Uh, we don't want to get super long, even though this is our first one back. But captain for next season. We heard Pete DeBoer say that now there's going to be a captain next season. Uh, I have two. I have two players I have in mind. Uh, like the favorite, obviously, right now is Stone, mm-hmm. right? Because he's the best player. He's a good leader. He who, is, who is your person? But let, 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 let me get there. Like like Stone. Uh, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Stone, you know what I mean? It, it, like, cause he is, he is that guy. Like, people look up to him because he is such a good player. He plays the right way, he practices the right way, he takes in young players. But uh, the other guy I'm gonna throw in the uh, in the hat uh, is Riley Smith. 
because he's the most even keeled out of all the players. Yeah, he is very even keeled. He is very uh, he he is a quiet uh, report to him. I yeah. feel like he has so much respect in that locker room, just as as a player himself, you know. And he's bit and there's a reason why he's worn that A since the beginning. He's one yeah. of the first captain. Him and England are like since the start has worn that A, you know. And and there was a few practices uh, where he's the one who led the stretches. Yeah. Riley Smith was so I like if he I won't be surprised if it's Stone, but don't be surprised if it is Smith. That's what I'm saying, you know, because I can because I can see I, because I can see that. That's yeah, and and if it was like from an interview perspective, my yeah. my choice would be Max Pacioretty because he's so like verbose and how yeah, he's he's way too angry on the ice. That 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 is fair. Like Pacioretty in his interview is very very articulate. Yeah, yeah, he he, he compare like Stone. Not so like Stone answers the right way, but he he has a different like if you compare to Pacioretty's interviews with Stone's interviews, I'm not saying Stone doesn't know like proper English or 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 he's stupid or anything. He like but the way Pacioretty speaks is very business professional like you know. Yeah, like Pacioretty sounds like he's like training to be a general manager. Or coach. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it has a, that kind of level. But st- I, I still love Stone though. Like Stone. Yeah, and I do too. And like I said, the the biggest thing about Patches or somebody like Marchie is they're too fiery. Like they would actually like they would get the team. Marchie's another trouble. different. Like, I think Marchie's on a different level. I think Pacioretty knows how to calm down. I mean, Stone Stone gets fired too. He gets in fights. <laughs> Only with Roman Yossi. <laughs> well, he I think he had two fights this year. <laughs> with the Nashville both times though. No, that, no, not no. He got he got a fight with a Winnipeg. I forgot oh, who it was. That's right. Like, it was right off the bat. Fell over. <laughs> it was right off the bat. I remember. Yeah. So I wonder what like. Because he seems to have very particular fights versus other people just randomly yeah. in the fights in a game. Like, these people seem to really dislike Mark Stone and want to fight him specifically. Because he's so good. I, I would imagine being so pissed off playing against Mark Stone, though, because he's like, one second, oh, hey, I'm going into the zone. Wait, wait, what happened to the puck? Oh, Mark Stone has it. Every time that yeah. happens, it's like watching a dream. Ugh. Like it. It, it happens all the time in practice. Yeah. I guess his teammates and I was like, everybody hates it too. They always go like, you can tell they're like mad. Yeah. I'm like, Mark, let them practice. Okay, let them have the puck for a bit. <laughs> well, that's how he makes his practice. Mark Stone. Team. <laughs> um, He's so good. Mark Stone is so freaking good, man. I can't. I can't even handle it. Like, if I, he's not a candidate for the Selkie. Oh, I'll be so pissed. One of these days, he's got to win it. So, anyways, let, let's move on for the sake of time for this week. Um, so, so next week, we're uh, going to talk about some round-robin strategies in a little more detail and kind of see where things would match up and kind of the teams that we might like to actually play for the real first round of playoffs. So, yeah. probably, like, not the Minnesota Wild. Um, no, not Minnesota. Not I, I would like. I would like us to play the Blackhawks because they've only beat us once ever. But you know that, like, every time that Vegas plays a team that has somebody that used to be a Golden Knight on it, it seems to go pretty badly this season. Look, because, at, look at the abs. Every time that Fleury plays against the abs, Belmare scores on him within the first like, five. Oh, right. The abs, uh, lucky we don't have to play in the first round because uh, they, they worry me the most. Because we, we, when we play them this season, oh, my, it's just a disaster. 
100% would would only want to see Leonard in net against the Avs. Yeah, yes, I think. Yeah, because Flurry got killed. Every single time. Times. Flurry got like Both six times. goals in that one game. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll, I, I we'll would put Flurry, Flurry in there. The Blues, well, we're not going to play the Blues after Stars in the first round, but yeah, we'll talk about it more yeah. next week. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll, so get, we'll deep dive into that. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our uh, five minute major news then. All right. Uh, you want to start? Yeah, so let's, oh, let's let me, just uh, let me, we'll elaborate on our first one here because we talked about it a little, but wanted to all right, talk about it. Before, before, before we start, let me get the timer. All right, let's do it. All right, go. All right, so the play-in losers get that one-eighth chance at first overall pick, which means, like we were saying earlier, there could potentially be people who just really want a chance at that instead. Yeah, th- this is very interesting because uh, a non-determined team won the, the – uh, the first overall pick, uh, not Detroit. It was a, it's a team that's currently about to play in the playoffs. Uh, has a chance to play in the playoffs right now. Yeah, it could which, be, it could be Pittsburgh, it could be Edmonton. Who 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 do you want the least to get it? Who Edmonton, you, Edmonton, or Pittsburgh. I, Those are both the two teams I wouldn't want to get it. Oh my god, dude! Pittsburgh. Imagine Pittsburgh, like like Lafreniere next to Crosby. Oh my god, no. Oh my God! Like uh, even in Edmund Lafreniere next to McDavid. That's what I'm saying, though. Is no that can't happen. <laughs> Lafreniere next to Austin Matthews. Oh no! I forgot about them. Okay, Lafreniere next to freaking uh uh not Jack you fucking um what's his name uh, Elias Patterson. Let's let's oh. just move on because I don't want to think about that. Oh my God! Like. Oh, there's there's so many teams. Speaking that, of first round picks, though, let's move to the next one. Yeah, San Jose Sharks won uh, the third overall pick. Unfortunately for them, it's owned by Ottawa. Yep. So Ottawa has two within the first five, right? Yeah. So Ottawa gets the first and the fifth pick. Or the third. And Detroit. Oh, third, third and fifth pick. Uh, Detroit gets. Uh, the fourth and LA gets second, which kind of su- as as a Pacific Division rival, kind of sucks for us because LA is gonna ha- get a really good player. And they did last season too. Yeah, LA's got LA's prospect pool is looking really good. Yeah, their rebuild is gonna go pretty well, I think. Um, San Jose's prospect pool not looking really good. Prospect. They, yeah, the, the best the best prospect you have is Ryan Merkley, who is a, a head case apparently. Uh, although he's a really good player, but him and he hit him in the locker room with Evander Kane uh, oh. is going to be really fun. You know, oh. I can't, I can't, oh dude. Oh, I just thought about this. Imagine like once, once uh, we, we don't have Ryan Reeves or Evander Kane with the Sharks anymore or whatever in the future. Imagine that void will be filled with a Merkley versus Dugan rivalry. Oh my god. And then Cousins might still be around too. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cuz 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 Dugan Dugan uh, well, Dugan is a forward and Merkley is a defenseman. So they're going to butt heads even more. I mean, Dugan's a winger and he's a defenseman. They're going to butt heads even more. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I'm excited for the future. Um also for the fact that Burnsy's probably going to uh, Seattle. No, he's going to retire soon probably. That would it, San Jose even more if he did. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, even better great news. This is one of my f- best feel-good stories this year. Oscar Lindholm 
recovered from cancer. And that's which, always uh, awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, it was really like it, compared to Shea Theodore's cancer scare, Oscar Lindbaum's is way worse. I think it was in the third stage, where, so he had to get chemotherapy and stuff. He had to lose all his hair and play the whole season. Uh, I think he's gonna win uh, the Mastersons. He should. Uh, which I'm, I'm still a little upset Theodore didn't get at least a, a top three in that, but Lindholm's gonna win that because what he went through is it was just. I'm not saying that uh, uh, the other the other two I can't remember the top of my head because their stories is it, it has been really really tough too. So. And what, the last what are your one. thoughts on this? You don't have any thoughts on Lindholm? Oh um, no, I think I think it's great, and I I also wish that he could go for whichever trophy they potentially are going to give Austin Matthews. Yeah. Oh, my Lady Bing. Oh, my God. Austin Matthews for a Lady Okay, I don't want to talk about that. Let's – anyway. Well, that's so all we'll last... say about that. Yeah. Last one is a small thing. Uh, there was a storm in Edmonton, and the, the Rogers, Rogers place where every – where we're supposed to play the games got flooded. The but lobby got flooded. The lobby got – luckily, it's just the lobby and the ice didn't – figure it out but i thought it was just really funny i feel like someone out there really doesn't want us to play hockey yeah th- whatever whatever multiverse timeline we're in does not want hockey this season or any sports but i sp- that being said i think the nhl is the best plan of all the four major sports though, oh absolutely so. because they're not in- basing it in america yeah well uh that's it that's our five minute major <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so this is just the first of many episodes. We'll actually be, um, you know, coming back pretty much weekly unless something comes up here and there. Um, yeah, so we're probably are gonna stick to that weekly in our name now. And, and right? We, yeah, and and like I said, we do have more like really awesome news for for you guys coming up in the future. So just keep st- sticking with us and stay tuned, and we'll have more for you. Yeah, this 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 uh, episode has, has read a little bit longer too because uh, it is our first episode back. So we had, we started talking about video games at the start. So. Well, it's been ten years since we've been on this. So yeah. it's been eighty five years. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think we're gonna start talking about video games at the start of every podcast. It was just whew, ridiculous. Um, oh, also, yeah. like I know you guys had questions, but. Like I said, we would do our best to ignore them. So for real, though, we'll try to answer some of them by next week. We just I re- think we I think we covered most of those. Yeah, we, we did. We did. And we didn't like do the whole mailbag thing. But I, you guys. Did. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that in the future. We'll probably do that like probably the day of like right before our we record. Right. We need to plan this more. We don't know what we're doing, guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know like where where I live anymore or like all that. So, yeah. So anyways, that's it for today. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week, and thanks for listening. Again, uh, I'm uh, Andrew, a.k.a. at Choi underscore AJ on Twitter. And I am Carlo. I am SumDude88, S-U-M-T-O-O-D-88 on Twitter. Uh, it's nice talking again, guys. Yeah, so till next week, um, enjoy this, and talk soon. Awesome.